Hello everyone, I'm Ellis Traub and this is Money, Business and More. In my previous podcast, we laid down some of the concepts that are absolutely essential that you understand and embrace in order to create a new business that will be successful. These are basic concepts that are simple enough to understand, but that most of the world hasn't bothered to consider. We've spoken about money and the need to understand that you're not going to be able to make it effectively if you focus on what it means to you instead of the value you provide others in order for you to be entitled to ask for it from others. We've spoken about the most effective way to make good decisions as a prelude to making the right decision about what business to pursue. And we've gone on to set the record straight about the role education plays in preparing yourself to create and run a business and the importance of acquiring the necessary experience and skills in order to prepare you to pursue the business you've chosen on the basis of your interest and hopefully your passion in selecting it. And finally, we've shared our thoughts about how to be certain that when you plan and grow your business beyond your ability to pursue it alone, you recruit and hire those who will be most helpful in applying their education, experience, skills, and interest to realizing your dream. Today we're going to give you a preview of the journey you're going to take before you're ready to open your doors and reap the rewards of your efforts. During the next few minutes, we'll outline all of the steps you'll have to take in order to make whatever business you decided on successful. Each of the steps we're going to talk about will be covered in detail in individual podcasts going forward. And we plan to produce one each week until we've covered everything we talk about in this overview. After that, we'll listen to you, and when we get a request from more than one person asking us to discuss a topic, we'll do it. If there are unique features of one or another type of business that goes beyond what we offer in this series, we'll get it out there for you. It doesn't matter what kind of business you've chosen. The steps you take will be basically the same. For some of you who've already taken some of the steps, it'll be a breeze. My hope is that 20 minutes from now, you'll be excited about embarking on this journey because you're ready and chafing at the bit to get going. Some of you will recognize the education, experience, or skills that you don't yet have and will be just as eager to make plans to acquire them. Worst case, you'll find out what this journey is going to require of you and will decide to save yourself the time, effort, and yes, the the cost of failure. This, by the way, is probably the last time you'll hear the word failure, because all successful entrepreneurs know what losers consider occasions when things don't go as they want them to are for them nothing but learning experiences. Successful entrepreneurs are grateful for their growth and eager to apply what they've learned as they press on. With that said, let's do a deep dive into your roadmap to succeeding in the business you've chosen. The first step is to create a mission statement. The importance of a mission statement can't be exaggerated. You have to do it right because once you've created it, it will never change. It's immutable. Your mission is the rock on which throughout the life of your business, your decisions are going to be based. Your mission statement is a formal declaration of what your business does, how it does it, who it benefits, how they're benefited, and finally, what principles guide you as you pursue it. This statement will form the basis for everything that you'll do in the future. All of the plans you create, all of the objectives that have to be accomplished to fulfill it, 
all of the goals you'll need to achieve to accomplish those objectives and all of the tasks you have to perform to achieve those goals. Creating this mission statement is a process that is as important for you as the statement you produce by doing it. It's going to force you to focus on the essentials and cut out the distractions. You'll have to decide on how broad and how narrow your market will be. You'll describe your range of products and or services will be so as not to exceed your capabilities and not limit them so you can't scale up what you offer to meet a growing demand. You'll explain why what you offer is so valuable to your market. And finally, you do some deep thinking about what qualities your company will embrace that will make those you do business with want to keep coming back to you. And you'll do all of that in a sentence or two. When you've completed that to your satisfaction and have condensed all of those elements into a short paragraph, your second step will be to expand each of those elements into two lists. One of them will be all of the products and or services that you can think of within the constraints of what you described in your mission statement. We call them value propositions because you'll rank them in order of how valuable they might be to your customers or clients. The second will be a list of the likely consumers, those who should need or want what you produce, your target market, where in your mission statement you work to consolidate them into a single descriptive phrase. Now you'll expand them into as long a list as you can, considering all possible people and businesses that fall within that description. To stimulate your thinking about who should be on this list, it'll be helpful to think about and jot down what kinds of relationships will foster your connection with these customers. As you go along, you'll find that each list feeds the other. You'll think of a new form of a product, and that'll suggest some other type of person or business that might have a use for it, and vice versa. When you come up with another type of customer, you might think of something else they can use. When you've completed those lists to your satisfaction, You'll rank them by how valuable your products and or services are to each and who will find those products or services most valuable. Next, you'll note how those goods and services are going to be delivered to each. You'll want to think and jot down all the channels you use, whether digital or physical, trucks or email, whatever your particular product or services will require. These lists are just what will feed the income side of the business plan you'll ultimately produce. Now it's time to consider where you'll spend your money to make that income, your expenses. To make it easy for you to consider these expenses, you'll want to list all the activities you'll be involved in. This is a rather extensive, extensive task, but you can have fun doing it. And if you collaborate with others, you can make a game out of doing your green light brainstorming to populate this list, as you have and will the rest of them at this point. Your analysis of the cost of doing business are especially vital because the one thing that's most likely to ensure your success is the avoidance of any unpleasant surprises. When you consider all of the reasons for encountering those learning experiences is because of a deficiency in planning. So at this point, the harder you work to be certain that you're considering everything, the greater your chances for success. Let's take a short break, and when I come back, I'll tell you all about a guy who learns his stuff the hard way. Did you know that you have access to a personal mentor to help you with your business issues? Whether you're starting a new business or trying to improve the way an existing business runs, you'll find them at SCORE.org. This is the website for SCORE, the Service Corps of Retired Executives. 
It's an arm of the U.S. Small Business Administration and consists of thousands of volunteers in more than 300 cities across the United States. And the best part is that their services are offered at no cost to you. At SCORE.org, you can enter your zip code and find a list of local mentors, each showing his or her areas of expertise. And you can schedule your own appointment at a convenient time and location. SCORE also offers a variety of regular workshops presented by professionals in their fields. You can see a current schedule of those events and pre-register on the spot. Some general classes are offered free of charge, while others have a modest fee, which is usually discounted for pre-registration. Check it out! SCORE is the place to go to find someone whose experience may be just what you need. Years ago, when I was selling printing in New York on Long Island, I ran into a guy who came out of the military. And during his military service, he learned the printing business. That may surprise some of you who think that all they do is fight. In any case, he had learned the trade pretty well, and when he was discharged, he figured he'd made, uh, he'd had all the skills he required to print all kinds of stuff. One day, he was visiting a friend who worked in an office and noticed a form that his friend was using. This, of course, was back before computers. So we asked him how much he paid for the forms. His friend looked it up and told him he was paying $45,000 uh, $45 a thousand. I remember this detail to this day. He looked it over carefully and told his buddy, Hey, I can do this for you for thirty-five. Just give me a chance to get going and I'll come back to you with a proposal. So he bought a printing press and installed it in his garage. His wife would keep the books, his son would make the deliveries, and he was in business, or so he thought. Before the year was up, he discovered the meaning of overhead. His wife started to begrudge the time she had to spend on the books. His son demanded gas money and a little extra for the mileage. And he discovered insurance, interest on his loan payments for the press, telephone expenses, and all the other things he hadn't thought about when he said, I can do it for 35 For his friend who gave him the business, it wasn't long before he had to find another vendor. And interestingly, these guys were my competition, surfacing like porpoises and then going back under, and all of them bidding lower for jobs than I did, so I had a continuous price competition to sell against. In a later podcast, I'll tell you how I could successfully outsell them. I'm not going to go into any more detail than I have, because I'll devote an entire podcast to it in another week or so, as I will my next one to creating the all-important mission statement. Suffice it to say that this exercise is an essential prelude to creating your feasibility study and then both the narrative portion of your business plan and the financial section, all of which we're going to cover in our podcasts in the coming weeks. You'll be happy to know that you can download a form from our website, that's moneybusinessmore.com, a form that's used throughout the business world to help you do everything I just spoke about. It's called the Business Model Canvas. And there are hundreds of tutorials on YouTube to help you fill it out. This will complete the second step, which is making all of the lists of individuals and business entities that you'll deal with, both to make your income and to pay the cost of doing business. The next step is to quantify what you've put together, doing the research to be sure that your market can produce the income you'll need to generate, and finding out what the expenses you listed will cost you. At this point, there's no need to be fancy. Just put the stuff together in an organized pile 
and get ready to use that information for the next step, which is your feasibility study. This is an informal business plan, and the only reader is going to be you. The purpose of doing it will be to analyze how your business will run for its first five years and see how it compares with the amount that you decided you'd need to meet your goals. You may want to make it for three or four years, whichever you like. You'll create three, four, or five columns of figures. Best to use a spreadsheet like Microsoft Excel because it does all your math for you and makes quick work of what you're doing. Starting with the funds you have available, you subtract what you need to acquire to open your doors. You'll then look at the income you expect to get from each source, take a little bit off just to be sure, and you'll add that to what you have left after you bought the things you need to get started. From that total, you subtract the expenses you put together, this time adding a little bit just to be sure you haven't underestimated your cost. And when you finish that, the amount you have left will be your total for the first year, either a profit or a loss. You'll do that for the next four years, showing how you can grow your income over what you did the year before, and at the end of the fifth year, you'll be able to compare that number with what your dream called for. At this point, you'll be able to tell just how feasible your proposed venture will be, and until you've done this work, you simply won't be able to. If it doesn't come up to where you hoped or expected it would, there are ways that we'll talk about in a podcast dealing with this step that'll help you fix it, if it's at all possible. But if it isn't, you've spared yourself the heartache and the financial train wreck that trying to start that business without doing it could cost you, just like my friend the printer. Once this work is done, you've done most of the hard work to prepare for the final business plan, which consists of two steps, the narrative portion and the financial portion. This will be the one you do for others who you need to help you. Again, without the need to go into detail, because we'll do that in later podcasts, this will be the document you show your prospective lender, investor, ad agency, in some cases customer, publicist, and any other who you think you need to persuade your business can and will be successful. The narrative portion is essentially a sales piece telling the banker, venture capitalist, and so on all they need to know that your business will be awesome and then make them all the money they want to make because they jumped on your bandwagon. The financial portion is the part that documents and quantifies just how much you modestly expect to make, where all that money they're going to get will come from. And once your completed business plan is ready for prime time, you're ready for the rubber to meet the road, get your financing, and go to work. The next podcast will talk about how to start this whole journey and create your mission statement. We'll be talking to you. 